From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of July 19th, 2012. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toigo, Mary Jo Mulata-Willie, and Tony Spatel. In this segment, Wayne is going to take us for a ride on another classic Disneyland attraction. It's story time with Wayne. Take it away. Well, boys and girls, get <laughs> around. As Tom said, it's time again for another story time with Wayne. And today, I thought I'd tell you about another classic Disneyland attraction that's been around, well, pretty much from the beginning of Disneyland. Most folks, most folks see it on every trip they make, and many of you have ridden it at least once. But I'll bet it's been some time since you've taken the adventure. It's not the most elegant attraction in the park. And it's pretty easy to say, yeah, that sounds fun, but we'll do it later. And yet when folks do participate, most say they really enjoyed it and comment, you know, we really should do that more often. It's not on Main Street or in Fantasyland. It's not one of the modern thrill rides in Tomorrowland. But most folks do agree that it goes down as having its own little thrills. To get to the attraction... You have to go over to the Rivers of America. But it's not Tom Sawyer's Island or even the Mark Twain or Columbia sailing ship. But you're getting warmer. (laughs) And if you go just a little bit farther towards Critter Country, near the Hungry Bell Restaurant, right next to the river's shore, you'll see the small dock for the Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes. Woohoo! Yay! I love the news. Oh, sure, the girls like it. Uh (laughs) Oh, it's fun. The canoes were were originally opened at Disneyland in July of 1956, just one year after the park was first opened. It was part of a new section of Frontierland called Indian Village, and the attraction was originally called the Indian War Canoes. Now, remember that these were different times. (laughs) Playing Cowboys and Indians was a regular kid game for those that grew up in the 50s and early 60s. The Indian Village was a popular attraction area which featured a recreation of a typical Plains Indian Village. They had shows and demonstrations, and for many years it was a significant destination within Disneyland. The Indian War Canoes along with other attractions on the rivers of America, were part of the Indian village. One of the features of the canoes was that it had a real Native American Indian guide aboard every canoe. And when the ticket book system was introduced, the canoes were a D-ticket. Wow. Of course, we all know that the canoes travel the same path along the rivers of America as the larger ships. But the trips in the canoe is very unique. Each canoe is 35 feet long and holds 20 passengers. There are two guides, one at the front who narrates the journey and encourages the guests to help paddle, and another guide in the rear of the canoe who helps with steering and paddling. 
There is no motor. There is no track. In fact, the canoes are the only guest-powered ride at Disneyland. The view of the river of Tom Sawyer's Island and the surrounding areas provides a very different look. You're right on the surface of the water, and you really feel a part of the river and are connected to the environment. Paddling is more work than fun, uh, sorry, pedaling is more fun than work. But if you take the time during the trip to look around, you'll notice a lot of detail and scenery that you don't get any other way. Along the way, you'll pass through three different lands of Disneyland. You start over in Critter Country at a remote outpost. From there, you head to the back country of Frontierland and the forests and wilderness areas. Finally, you return to civilization in New Orleans Square with all the music and activity after your long trip down the river. You really feel like you've made a journey across country. Indian Village lasted at Disneyland until 1971, when, due to various reasons, the area closed. The Indian War Canoes also closed at that time, but later that same year reopened with the new Bear Country. This, is, this time, the attraction was renamed Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes. The reimagining was based on the very popular TV miniseries Davy Crockett, which starred Fess Parker as Davy Crockett and Buddy Ebsen as his friend George. There were only five hour-long episodes, but they were a huge success, and the first three of those episodes were made into the 1955 film Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. There's also the theme song that goes along with the movie, which you may have heard on some of the classic Disney CDs. At that time, every kid had Davy Crockett fever. For those of you that don't know, Davy Crockett was a real person. He was a true American frontiersman and a folk hero. He was famous for trapping bear and raccoon, and he had this raccoon skin hat that became his trademark. In 1948, Walt Disney said that it was, quote, time to get acquainted or renew acquaintance with the robust, cheerful, energetic, and representative folk heroes, unquote. Walt wanted to feature these historic figures, and also he wanted to produce the Davy Crockett series and several other Davy Crockett shows, all of which starred Fess Parker. In fact, the costumes for the Explorer Canoes feature the look that was popular in the Davy Crockett movies. For example, the coonskin caps were a traditional Native American cap that became associated with American frontiersmen in the 18th and 19th centuries. Disneyland Park cast members would always wear their caps with the traditional tail in the back, just like in early frontier days. At this same time, there were several ways to get around the rivers of America. There was the Mark Twain and the Columbia and, of course, the Davy Crockett canoes. And there was another attraction which navigated the rivers. The Mike Fink keelboats also made the trip around the river. 
The keelboats were around almost as long as the canoes, and they also provided another unique view of the river. They were motor-powered boats with an indoor cabin and an upper seating area. Again, you were very close to the water, and trips on the keelboats were leisurely without having to paddle. The Mike Fink keelboats also came out of the Davy Crockett story, and the tale is that Davy and Mike raced their keelboats down the river to New Orleans. The keelboats and the Explorer canoes were seasonal through the mid-1990s, but in 1997 there was an accident on one of the keelboats, and they were closed permanently. Now one of the remaining keelboats resides near Tom Sawyer's Island as part of the scenery and a great reminder of that wonderful attraction. The Gully Whopper. That is the name of it, absolutely, and you can still see it today. But the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes remains active today and now runs most of the year round. In 1989, Disney saw another reimagining with the introduction of Splash Mountain and the newly renamed Critter Country. But the canoes remained at their same shoreline dock. In fact, even though the canoes have never changed their location, they are the only Disneyland attraction to have occupied three different lands. In, In Frontierland... They were around from 1956 until 1971, then Bear Country from 71 to 89, Mm. and now Critter Country from 89 to today. So they beat the Matterhorn's record with only two two land changes. Exactly, and they started only a year after the park (laughs) opened. There are, or were, canoe attractions at other Disney parks as well. At the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, the Explorer Canoes opened in 1971, 1971, but closed in 1994. In Disneyland Paris, they opened in 1992 and closed in 94. I guess that wasn't too popular over there. But our friends at Disneyland Tokyo opened the canoes in 1983, and they're still operating today. These days, canoe riders at Disneyland can enjoy various sights along the half-mile trip around the river, including a frontier settler cabin, an osprey guarding its nest, a Native American village, beavers, moose, skunk, raccoons, mountain lions, and if you're lucky... A view of the mighty Iron Horse, the Disneyland Railroad, headed into the wilderness. But the best part of the Explorer Canoes these days is the comic banter of your guides. We are all familiar with the Jungle Cruise and the antics of the Jungle Cruise guides. Well, they have nothing on some of the upcoming Hmm. young comics of the Explorer Canoes. In fact, depending on the guide that you get, this may be one of the best comic routines you'll hear at Disneyland. Pedaling on the canoes is worth it just to hear the jokes and stories and puns and tales that the canoe guides come up with. And don't be a slacker of a paddler either, or you may find yourself in the middle of some of the jokes. 
The other thing that Disneyland guests may not be aware of is that the cast members have canoe races early in the morning before the park opens. And this has become a very popular event with the cast members. They also hold competitions during the summer with trophies awarded to the fastest teams. The finals day course is once around Tom Sawyer Island in the opposite direction of the normal river traffic. The start-finish line is at the canoe dock. The cast member canoe races began in 1963, and now, nearly 50 years later, it has evolved into an event with more than 600 Disney employees on 72 rowing teams. They go around the rivers of America in the canoes from Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes. And last year, in 2011, employees of the canoe attraction itself won (laughs) all the divisions, taking first place in the men's, women's, and co-ed divisions. In fact, the men's team won its 12th title by completing the course in, are you ready, just over four minutes. That is some fast paddling for those big canoes. And you can find some video and pictures of the cast member canoe races on the Orange County Register site. And if I remember correctly, yeah, the, it's closed at Disney World, but I think they still have a couple canoes laying around, and they have races there as well. Nice. Yeah. The Explorer canoes can accommodate wheelchair and ECV guests, and guests must transfer to the canoe itself. There are steps in the queue line, but there's also a wheelchair ramp near the Hungry Bear restaurant, and a cast member can assist with boarding instructions. Children under age 7 must be accompanied by a person age 14 or older, and small children are required to wear life jackets. The canoes do close at dusk. It's amazing how much kids love that ride. It is. I mean, they're totally worthless at paddling, but they love that, right? (laughs) And that's actually a suggestion is never get behind a four-year-old. Oh, no, no. Unless it's a really hot day, and then maybe you want to get behind them. That's true. Because you can get soaked in that. I went recently with um, Andrew, and uh, right in front of us was this family rowing team. (laughs) No, because they all had shirts on that they were like a rowing team. It was this huge family and they went on and they did it. I'm not. I think in like three minutes, and they wow. came back and the they were and the the guide was panting and the, like they they went to <laughs> kick butt. They went all out. And it was cool to see it because you never. I mean, that's just we were just lucky to be in line. It was kind of cool to see it. And it goes wow. with whole, well, what Wayne was talking about how it's it's powered by people. I love when people go there for the first time. My cousins came out from Texas. They were all wearing red shirts, which that called attention to them anyway. And they were sitting there, and they all lifted their paddles and were just riding along. And the, and the uh, canoe guy was started shouting at them, "Hey, Red family, this is you don't just sit there, get to work, you know." And he was just he pointed them out. I mean, it was all in fun, but he was giving them a hard time for it. They were, they were waiting that, for the motors to kick in, or what? Oh, exactly. It was so much fun. Slackers. <laughs> yeah. But, and then I went with a group of young people, some of my young friends, like in their 20s, and we had a blast on that that uh, attraction. 
I so am so glad that this has survived. It's it, it really is fun. It's it's not the work that it appears to be. The guides are hilarious and you do get a different view of the of the river. Yeah. It's one thing to stand up on the third deck of the Mark Twain and look down at all the scenery and stuff. It's a whole different perspective to be right there on the water and look right next to where you're traveling. It's it's very different and, and very cool. I, I love the history you gave to us um, on this, Wayne, because it, it gives me a new appreciation for the canoes. I There's a lot to them. There's also quite a lot about those um, keelboats, too. I had no idea that they oh, yeah. were so steeped in history. Um, that oh, whole tie-in between the TV show and the movie and that attraction, yep. that was a very big deal. Um, <laughs> lots and lots of really relevant history there. And plus, i got to tell you, I remember from theme parks back in the 60s, Indian villages were very common. This was almost every amusement park had some kind of Indian village. And if you look at some of the old pictures of the Disneyland Indian Village, I think that would have made a very entertaining area today with the things that they were showing, the little shows that they did, the demonstrations of the crafts and whatever, plus the authentic costumes and being able to hear stories. I think it would have played very well today. Well, and they they had real Native Americans. I remember going there. That was one of my favorite things to do when I was a kid because the uh, they would do their dancing. We would sit in in a circle, and they would do their dancing, and then they would invite everybody to do the friendship dance. And we would get in several circles, uh, concentric circles, and dance the friendship dance. And I really felt like I was dancing a Native American dance. I was probably, oh, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old at the time. Sure. It, it made a big impression on me. I don't know where you can see the original Disneyland TV show, the old black and white Disneyland TV show, but a couple of those uh, episodes did show some of the Indian Village area and showed the canoes as well. Yeah. Some of them are on the uh, the Silver Box Disney Treasures sets. Not a lot of them, but some of it. And it's also interesting to see how the park, especially back in those early days, was reshaped a little bit. At that time, New Orleans Square wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even designed yet. Mm-mm. Frontierland swooped all the way around from where we know it now all the way to, well, the, the, the start of what we know Critter Country to be right now. That was all Frontierland, a very def, uh, very different footprint from what it's become today. Uh, I love seeing the maps of that area and how it was all laid out. Really fun. Would it would have been would have been nice to have gone in those days. I I missed all of that. The first time I went to Disneyland um, was in the late seventies and all of that had long gone. I'm glad I have it in my memories. So the next time you're wandering around Disneyland and thinking, I've done everything here. Is there anything else to do? I can't think of anything else to do. Take a break. Head over to the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes. Grab a paddle. Take a seat. 
and take a trip on one of the oldest surviving Disneyland attractions. Get lost in the scenery and the nostalgia of everything that surrounds you. Listen to the gentle splash of your paddle in the water and know that you are making the canoe travel down the river and chuckle at the rather bad jokes that the guides are telling. I promise you, you'll enjoy the trip, and I'll bet you'll make it a regular adventure. Thank you for that, Wayne. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plug. Be sure to catch all of our other shows for this week, and thanks for listening. 